0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.
1: Discover the Power Within Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James.
2: Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is Everyday Peace. I got to tell you, I am super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace Every day, peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. My goodness, I must say that a thousand times a week, you guys. And every time I say it, I feel this, this tranquil feeling come over me. So I just want you, wherever you are right now, just inhale deeply, hold it for just a second or two and exhale completely. You, peace every day, whole, complete nothing missing nothing broken totality it's not a state of mind or state of being that you need to chase or run down it exists right now in the moment that you exist you just have to expand yourself to receive that and that's what we're doing on this show so I'm super excited to have you here Um, so what are we doing here we're doing just that and you probably know that our anthem For the 2021 year is what are we waiting for i got some feedback from some of our listeners thank you so much and someone said what does that mean what does that mean what are we waiting for well i'll tell you what that means as everyday peacemakers we believe in fact we know that we must face everything that has happened throughout our our journey called life because those things those things that we've experienced in our life help to make our that's us, the good, the bad, the in between everything that we have experienced is our opportunity to gain experience, strength and wisdom right? as we go on this enlightened journey. Right now, we are enough. We know enough and we have enough to experience, to live in our wholeness, in our completeness, in this moment, in this moment, we have the ability to be our best selves, whole Complete, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. We tap into everything that we bring to create the success in our own individual lives, in our health, our wealth, and our relationships. So during, these, during our weekly shows, we support each other on our own personal journey in everyday peace. And we have special guests who help guide us in our journey to success to help give us improved tools that can that we can apply to our health, our wealth and our happiness in our relationships. We have so many guests, so many wonderful guests throughout the year and if you have missed any of them this year or previous years, don't worry about it because you can listen to all of our past shows by subscribing to Dr. Dravon James Everyday Peace podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, or you can listen to past episodes on the unityonlineradio.org website. I am super excited, guys, to tell you again about our new website thanks A big thank you to those who reached out and gave me your feedback. We are super excited about the look of our new website at drdravonjames.com. It launched a couple weeks ago. It is totally revamped. And yes, you can still find all of your... All of our past shows, all of our words of wisdom, our encouragement, excerpt, excerpts from my book. Uh, you have con- contact information there, and of course, uh, our free giveaways. We're still working on another giveaway for you guys who want that, that to be fabulous. But if you have not gotten your free course on creating clarity through your passions, then I encourage you, visit um, the website, drdravonjames.com, and get your and request your free gift there. Or for those of you who who just would love to email me, I certainly welcome that as well. You can email me at dravonjames at at gmail.com. Put the word free in the subject line and we'll get that out to you. So I encourage you, please stop by that site. um, Get that free gift. Give us your feedback on the course, uh, on the course, the website. And of course, I love reading and getting your feedback about shows and those of you who submit show ideas. Yes, of course. I'll, I'll, I'll try to get some of that on. I love that as well. So I want to I want to jump into our everyday peace moment. And these peace moments are so important to me. Well, before I started having uh, my own radio program, I recorded everyday peace moments for myself. Just little moments that I could go back and listen to that would remind me, because sometimes we need reminding that would remind me that this is my personal journey. And I'm so grateful to have my journey. And there's so many other people that I'm sharing space with, but we're all having our own personal journey. And it is my responsibility, solely my responsibility to make sure that I am moving and operating in everyday peace. So I want you to take this, um, these everyday peace moments, incorporate them into your life. Today, uh, we're talking about freedom. I absolutely love that topic. We're talking about freedom and freedom is critical to finding your path everyday peace that's why i entitled my first book freedom is your birthright and when we talk about freedom it's important to understand there are two types of freedom there is the external freedom and the internal freedom now most oftentimes when we hear the word freedom it is talking about external freedoms the freedoms that are based on the environment in which you live is the political environment the political freedoms the social freedoms economic freedoms in your external environment another way you could think of external freedom is what are the laws and the social norms in your civilization these are what defines your degree of external freedom so that's external freedom when we're talking about our life's journey however External freedoms are important, do not get me wrong on that, but more important than that is your internal freedom. You could have all the freedoms that that exist in the universe, and if you are not internally free, you're still living in bondage. So um, understanding and cultivating a life where you're living in your internal freedoms um, is what we're really talking about when we talk about freedom as it relates to everyday peace. Regardless of the level of external freedom in society, we have the ability to determine how we perceive how we act and how we react in every situation of life we get to choose whether we have an optimistic or pessimistic view if someone says something terse to you to us we get to choose what uh, whether or not we choose to be offended by that we can choose whether we will nurture fear or embrace courage. We can decide if we consider a setback, a failure, or a setup for success. This is why internal freedom is so critical to living in your everyday peace. You control, I control, we control how we use our thoughts, how you use your fear, how you choose to use your emotions. You can use thoughts, fear, and emotion to move you forward, or you can let them hold you back. That's that's huge. Because we're all human. We all have we all have thoughts that are sometimes disturbing. We all have fear. We all have emotions that sometimes are upsetting. But we get to choose what we do with those things. Are we gonna let that hold us back? Or are we gonna use those things to propel us forward? We always have a choice. You always have a choice. Freedom is real. Internal freedom is real and it will drive the course of your life. Choose wisely. Make the choice that moves you in the direction that you want to go. And that is our everyday peace moment. So we'll move right into our first guest of the day, Harma. Hartoni, owns the largest real estate companies in the Southern California area. He is also the author and public speaker of the book entitled Getting Back Up, a story of resilience, self-acceptance, and success, and shares his personal journey through adversity to success. Welcome, Harma. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Dr. James, thank you so much for having me.
2: I am super excited. Getting Back Up is probably that resilience muscle, right? I believe that without that, <laughs> without that, this journey is going to be very, very boring and doomed to failure. So thank you for, for writing this book and putting that um, in our face and making us happen to cons- consider that. Tell us a little bit, just a tiny little bit about your story and how you got to the place of knowing that getting back up was the thing to do.
1: Well, I didn't think I was going to write a book. I was writing these lessons of my life so for my kids because I don't think any child should or hopefully will ever go through the, all the challenges I have gone through all my life. And then my partner said this should be a book. And um I I was born in Los Angeles. I was 30 days old, moved to Iran with my mother. I at age of I am um, Ka- um, Armenian Christian, growing up in Iran, and the book explains my journey there. And at age of eighteen, I had a car accident. I hit a car, totaled my car, and my I walked out of my car. Nothing happened to me, and another car hit me while I was waiting for police to get there, and my both legs broke. After multiple surgeries and a year of recovery, I moved to United States um, 20 years ago, 21 years ago. And I think the accident helped me. I, I believe we are born, uh, we have two lives, one that we're both born in and then the one that we realized we should live in. Um, so I had that accident made me realize that maybe I can have a new life. Because I was a dancer, I was in gymnastic in competition. I was in college. I went through a really um, difficult time to get into college back home, and then everything was just gone overnight. And then so I moved here. Um, I've been with my partner eighteen years now. We have three kids. I own a real estate company. It is number one in the region of where I'm located, not entire Southern California. Although that sounds a lot better. <laughs>
2: And, I'm just prophesizing um, for you.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Keep doing it. Uh, but yes, it's we. Our office. I'm very grateful. We hit 1.2 billion in volume, and I have 400 agents. Um, we. I love real estate. I thought I would be dentist, and to please my parents, and I didn't. And I think they're very pleased now. But um, I grew up with a challenging uh, father, and um, now after I moved here. I accepted myself because all my life I thought something was wrong with me and I came out and I managed to still have a family because when you come out you kind of bury that dream of having a family and I managed to go against the odds and and I have a book now which that's not something if you asked me five years ago I would have a book I would have said absolutely not but and that's my short version of my life
2: yeah it's a beautiful story too and i gotta tell you it, you really defy the odds who mean, who you get out of your car you're saved from that car accident by grace and then another car comes along while you're waiting for help and and you get hit by that car and if that wasn't mm-hmm. enough to make you say well you know what what uh, i'm just going to give up but in, in the light of it it, it it sounds to me and these are my words i don't put words in your mouth but it sounds like it was the rebirth of you. You mentioned that you get to have these two births, but that was your rebirth. That was that was the event. You know, uh, birth is, is 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 traumatic, I guess, or challenging for both the mother and the child. Right. This new this coming through and bursting into life, into this new world. And it was challenging for you. They mean that those car accidents. And here you come new onto the scene. You know, having to go mm-hmm. through all of the challenges of being reborn and learning something new and, you know, discovering other parts of yourself. How, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about your passion, obviously. You're, you're getting to do your passion, your real estate. You do have your family. How has your passion helped you to escape your reality of the, the pain and everything that you went through to have this rebirth experience?
1: I, see, I'm i not quite sure if I loved real estate it's like i get i interview a lot of people annually and people say well i love homes you know i like to do real estate i'm like how's that even the reason to do real estate real estate or any business it's a combination of a bunch of rejections failure bad days staying positive being happy it's and move pushing forward every day so my passion for what i do was develop as I got better at it, so it wasn't mm-hmm. the first day that I loved it. So I and I, I see a lot of young people that they and again, I was young started, I get that, but I get a lot of young people like, when my passion is to do this, I'm like, well, don't mix up passion with ability because if you don't Ooh. have the ability to do something, it doesn't matter how passionate you are because you don't have the skill set to be good at it. I love fishing, and I love cooking. You don't see me all day on a boat or be in the kitchen. You know, that's, you know, I I love what I do. And trust me, there are days that is challenging. But how do you stay positive and be happy when you have a challenging day? It's very easy to be happy and excited about life when your bills are paid, you're healthy, you have an amazing relationship. But it's not easy to do all that when things are not going your way. So my passion is when I think about the journey versus end result. Do I have do do I have this item that I want? Do I, it just like I I think winning is the journey, and I enjoy that so much. But going back to what you ask, um, how I, I think the accident was really allowed me to develop a skill set that leave every day as if tomorrow is your last day but think ahead and prepare for future. I had it all in in a country that you can have it all, and I didn't think I had nothing. And that accident happened and just everything was wiped. I could not walk again, according to the doctors. I couldn't dance, I could not pre- compete in any gymnastics. My college said you're not allowed to come back because if you're one year you're off the college, they take you off of the list. and. The school over there is not like here. It's very different. So once you're in or you're out. And so I lost it all. So I got to have a new life and, and look at what I was. So it's look at what I have now. And I never thought that's possible. So I think it's, it's important to be aware of um, the environment you're in and just be authentic with yourself. And know that there's so much more and just live every day happy because you just never know.
2: Yeah, I love your optimism, you know, and, and what you just said, uh, live every day is over your last day. However, in that day, make sure you're preparing for tomorrow. I think that is key to, to, to have that energy as you move forward. There is a quote that, that you have that I that I've also fallen in love with since we're saying things that you say that excite me is life is never about what happens to you. It is about what you do with it. This theme mm-hmm. aligns so much to our focus here at Everyday Peace. What does this concept mean to you? You know, what you do with it? Not, not focusing on what happens to you.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, I will try my best to not be very harsh the way I sound, but please just give me the opportunity to at least hear me first. Or the audience, please listen to what I'm saying. I notice the people that they complain about what happened to them often stay where they're at and they can't move on. So if you're constantly reading the old chapter, you cannot write a new chapter. So when I wrote that, I said, it's not about what happened, it's about what do you do with it? And if you read the book, the accident is not actually a big deal. So much more has happened to me, but I'm so, I will say, I don't believe in luck, but lucky or grateful that I've managed to have an ability or skill set to move on, but not forget and use it to my next chapter. So that's how I learned English. You know, I couldn't speak English, and people would laugh at me, and I laugh with them, and I said, "Okay, how do you say it correctly?" And they said that, and I was like, "Great, I'm never going to make that mistake again." And just just the mistakes and anything happened to you, just shouldn't happen again but just don't hold on to it just move on so you can have a better life because it's you hold your future
2: Hmm. i love that i love that something I and that's key you know if you're folk if we're focusing so much on the past then we're just going to stay there if, if we're so focused on the tragedy and, and it's not that we shouldn't be aware of it but i you're talking really that statement that you make, life is never about what happens to you. It's about what you do with it. You're talking about putting something in action, moving mm-hmm. towards something, not staying stuck. Sorry, I gotta say that that's beautifully said and beautifully written. That if you if, if you're if you're so fixated on what has happened to you, you're probably gonna just remain in that space, circling that same mm-hmm. wagon over and over again. And that resilience Absolutely. seems to be a part. Uh, that resilience seems to be a part of every success story, every success Mm -hmm. story that I've ever, every person I've ever interviewed, every book that I've ever read. um, I've always keyed into the fact that the author, the speaker has gone through something that may have crushed somebody else, but they have this resilience. Um, Do you have any advice for our listeners on how to bolster their resilience?
1: I will say environment it's very important you cannot change outside until you change inside Mm. and your inside depends on whoever you're around with and i moved here so guess what i managed to change a lot of people around me i got caught up with some people but i was able to use i'm coming out and i moved that environment I, It was a blessing. So even though I went through really difficult times with family and anyone around me. but So th- try to stop finding and blaming. Change the environment around you. Sometimes it's okay to become selfish so you can help yourself first and then help others. Because in my culture, it's like you can't do anything if it's going to shame your mom or your anyone else. And even if you marry someone you don't want, if you do anything. So I, I was basically the selfish person because I decided to love myself first. And now I am very, with with all my heart, I'm very proud to help everyone around me. And I'll do it until I have the ability, our financial ability to help. But I couldn't do that if I didn't love myself first. So I will say, just just take care of yourself, because as long as you need help, there's no way you can help someone
2: else. Oh, that's the that's the whole uh, adage with the airlines industry, right? Put your own oxygen mask on first. Right, mm-hmm. because you've got mm-hmm. to make sure that you're healthy, that you are, that you have your needs taken care of, if you're going to be be healthy for your environment and help someone else take care of their needs. You can't do that if you yourself are not in a healthy state. So I agree, there is this point of where self care and, and self awareness and self self love has to be the dominant part of our life, because it is from that place that we can give authentic uh, organic uh, organic love from that space so Mm -hmm. i agree 100 percent. helping yourself is where it's at so that you can be there for somebody else so you mentioned a few things that are all just amazing but coming to this country coming back to this country because you were originally born here but coming back here Mm -hmm. and um as a foreigner and and adjusting and i think maybe not everyone can relate to that but really quickly if you could just walk us through what do people need what is what how can they prepare to be new somewhere and take the best of that experience whether they're new on on a job new uh, being single out of being married uh uh, in in nesters we all have this experience where we walk into a foreign part of our life how can you help us with that? Give us some advice and some tips on that.
1: Well, yeah, I, I will say, even though I was born here, I basically immigrated here. I was, um, when I was going to be a team leader manager of an office, I was told I am too short, too dark. I don't have, I don't speak English. I'm too gay. just too, how many things was wrong with me? And um, of course I worked very hard to prove them wrong. Right. But the, the thing is, whatever you do, do it for yourself, not for others, and you will do mm. a really good job.
2: Do it for um, so. mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sorry to cut you short one second. We got this caller who's been here for a little while, who's in um, our segment, yeah. almost up. I want to get them on. Yeah, I know they want to speak with you. Hold on one second. Mm. Hello, you're on the air with Everyday Peace and our special guest, Harma, today. Did you have a comment or question?
3: Yes, I do have a quick question because I know this segment is about to end. My question is he mentioned that you need to um, – he said he changed the people around him, and I think that's great. What would advice would you have for people – and this doesn't pertain to me, but I think about people who work in environments where they have to work there and and they know the people that they're around are toxic, but they've got to interact with them. So even if it's just on a work level, it still has an effect. How How – what would you say to those people, like how can they help to make changes when they're kind of stuck in a situation like that? Thank you for asking me this can i can I ask you a question,
1: knowing yes what you know today, you go back to the first and I'm assuming this is a your work environment, correct.
3: You no, know, it's not for me. It's um, okay. I just know people who complain about work all the time and the people they have to Correct. work with, and how it's so toxic. No, my I'm, my situation is good, thank God. <laughs> okay, great.
1: Well, I will. This is my. This is how I will handle it for any time that I have had this and I have had this environment. That sometimes the environment is not that bad, and then you get to the point you either outgrow them. Their culture has changed. The environment changed for many other reasons. The leadership has changed. But this is the magical question. And I think it applies either if it's a work, if it's an assistant you hire, if it's your boss, if it's relationship, is very, very magical question. I went through many years of therapy to even learn this part. Knowing what I know today, going back to the first day, will I do this? Will I hire this person? Will I take this job? And if the answer is no,
2: I will immediately change. Have to stop right there. Knowing what you know today, would you make the same decision again? That is from Harma Hartuni. Please get the book, Um, "Getting Back Up." Thank you, Harma, for being our special guest today. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
1: Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James.
2: Welcome back. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, and this is Everyday Peace. Our special guest is Sharon Whiteley. She is an expert on grounding, also known as earthing, and the founder of Harmony 783. Welcome to the show, Sharon. Hi, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me oh you know from our conversation during the break i am so super excited to have you because you have uh an expertise and a knowledge and something that i am wonderfully interested in and that is grounding also known as earthing and for our listening audience who may be hearing that term for the first time can you please give us a quick uh, user-friendly definition of what is grounding Okay. I think
0: as I just shared earlier, too, about a decade ago, I was at a health and wellness positive agent conference in, of all places, Las Vegas. And I was sitting in a lecture by Dr. Stephen Sinatra, who's a cardiologist. And uh, he was starting to talk about nature deficiency, heart attacks from women, and then he got on to earthing, also known as grounding. Well, I never heard of earthing, and I thought grounding is what you do to kids when they blow curfew. That shows you what I knew. But I paid attention, and it was sort of interesting. Um, as he went on to explain, uh, very simply, I mean, my, my half a science course paid off from school. It wasn't much more than that. But um, that the Earth is an electrical field, and it has really, really great natural energy in it called electrons. And we as human beings are electrical systems. And when uh, men and women first came on Earth, you know, People went barefoot, and then they wore leather skins um, for footwear, pure leather, not, not Italian-made shoes with glue in them, pure leather, and um, which is very what's called conductive. Um, that allows for the Earth's energy, these electrons, to come back into your body, as does bare skin and bare feet. So I got very intrigued, and to make a long story short, one thing led to another, and I ended up creating a company at that point in time called Plugs, P-L-U-G-G-Z, which was um, grounding footwear. And so because that uh, people walk every single day, they wear shoes every day, and what better way to get grounded than through your feet? So I learned about it, and I learned about all the health benefits really quickly. It's First of all, it's free in its nature. Um And the health benefits, there are many of them, but there are 23 scientific studies. This is not woo-woo crunchy granola. Um, This is uh, uh, the the main uh, benefits are reduction of inflammation, increased circulation, normalization of blood pressure, and a return to a more normal sort of what they call homeostasis state, the way we're meant to be. It's less stress, better sleeping, feeling more energy, then um, I am a human testimonial because I had a heart attack a few years ago. And quite frankly, if I wasn't sleeping grounded and living
2: grounded, I don't think I'd be on your radio show today. Wow. Wow. You say sleeping grounding and you just took the question right out of my mouth because I got to tell you for years I have been tossing around in my mind whether or not to buy the grounding sheets you know that you put on the bed so when you say sleeping grounding do you use those grounding sheets as well yeah you know, i use a
0: grounding mat and there are a couple yeah. of different companies. there are a couple of different companies that sell them uh, one is dot ultimatelongevity.com and the other is earthing.com and uh, so they make um uh, well, there are some new ones coming out, too, but, yes, they make mats that you can sleep on at night, uh, which you plug into a grounding port, you know, an electrical wall switch. Uh, if this is a real, real, real old house, they, which most of them aren't anymore in terms of electrical, uh, you know, regulations. There's, you know, the two prongs for the electrical thing, and then there's a little circle underneath it. That's a grounding port. And you plug these in. Um, and um, uh, yeah, if I wasn't sleeping grounded, and I, if I wasn't living a life grounded uh, by wearing grounding shoes <laughs> every single day of my life, then uh, again, I, I think, in fact, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it saved me because uh, being grounded also has a lot to do with um, blood viscosity, and. Um, And the circulation and so forth. So, um, so I sold that company um, maybe at this point around four years ago. And then a few, a couple years ago, maybe two and a half, I met one of our customers. Interestingly enough, at the very same A4M Positive Agent Conference, like a decade later, and uh, she, uh, we got to know one another. And she said, "Well, how would you like to do another shoe company?" And had I not actually believe that grounding saved my life, I I think I probably would have had my head examined more, but I said, sure. And so we created this new company called Harmony783.com, 7.83 um, is the Schumann Resonance, so that's a little bit of science thrown in here. That is the frequency of the Earth to the planetary system, and it's what being grounded really is. But So we took a little liberty, got rid of the period, and it's how many 783 we just launched. So we make these awesome, adorable, trend-on, biomechanically uh, correct shoes that are grounded. So whether you're walking on grass, sand, soil, dirt, unsealed tile, unsealed brick, even concrete city sidewalks, you are grounded. So I will go on and on. You're going to have to stop me because I'm so enthused.
2: Yeah, and and, I, and I'm, 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 I am uh, mesmerized by that because I've been looking at the shoes. And so let me. So and that was my question. So most Did of us, right? uh, mm-hmm. we, we are, um, we are walking, you on, on the cement and things of that nature. And so you're saying that the shoes, some kind of way, um, with yeah. however they're designed, so, we can yeah. still pull. Oh, excuse me. There's a little bit of
0: an
2: yeah. echo here. Yeah. You, uh, well, you said the, the shoes, we can still, I guess, pull the ions from through the concrete, through, to, from the earth, into our into mm-hmm. our bodies. Yeah, well, through the,
0: the direct contact with the ground, I brought up about concrete because when I first heard about that, I said, how is concrete the earth? But actually concrete is just reconstituted sand and water. Unlike asphalt, like on... I used to live in Boston, and I don't jaywalk anymore. We always did there. But asphalt has an oil sealant. But concrete, even though it's hard, we don't think of it as the earth. It is. And moist concrete is even better. But when you are um, obviously going barefoot, Um, And it's also other body parts. You can be kneeling, gardening. You can be, you can get grounded taking a shower. If, uh, you can get grounded holding your hand over a metal faucet in your sink if the water is dripping. Uh, definitely getting a pedicure too if you're a woman and there's water coming through an electric tub. Um, and the thing of it is, going barefoot is obviously the the first, you know. That's that that's as close as you can get. But we don't live we don't live on the soil anymore. We don't live in Tahiti, and it's impractical because uh, it's impractical. I mean, so that's why we made shoes, and our shoes have a proprietary construction which makes them grounded. They have a grounding outer sole. And on our website, there's a, there are some like cross section of shots to show how it gets grounded going up into the insole, and we just even came out with some great grounding socks. But anyway, so um so we enable people to get grounded, as we say, from morning to night, from beach to the boardroom.
2: This. Is amazing. So you mentioned some of the health benefits from from grounding, and the number one thing I, I think I heard you mention was with the first item. I don't know if it's number one, but you mentioned decreased inflammation. And I gotta tell you, from 30, 31 years of being in healthcare, one of the things that I know that drives so much disease in the body is inflammation. Well, you know,
0: inflammation used to be attributed to people with conditions and arthritis and this and that, but right now it is so associated with um, many and probably most chronic uh, diseases, including I'll say uh, COVID, <laughs> because it's inflammation in the lungs and all that as well. But yes, reduction of inflammation, which is really, but really behind so many. Uh, the chronic diseases as well as conditions so being grounded mitigates against that dramatically and again we have there's over 23 i think at this point 24 scientific protocol studies on grounding this again is not woo-woo crunchy granola and i say that caringly because actually the tree huggers had it right <laughs> and uh um, but um but um, it is very, very true. And it, but you know, when a lot of people kept hearing just about going barefoot, 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 they would tune out because again, we don't live on the land. And with urbanization and with the advent of synthetic footwear, you know, we lost that connection. So, but you can get grounded, and it's really a God-given right. It's and it's free. Um, I mean, obviously, our, our shoes, people buy our shoes and so forth. But to get grounded, you don't, you don't, you don't need a cent in your pocket.
2: Right. right, you just need you a willingness to open your mind, and uh, and and get and some, the earth. get, get some bare to bare skin touching the ground. Yep. Yeah. So now, what now? Uh, there are a lot of myths around uh, grounding and earthing, you know, and as you mentioned, the tree huggers and people saying that, you know, oh, it doesn't do anything for you. But you're saying that there is science to back up. In fact, you heard about this while t- attending a cardiac uh, seminar and you heard a cardiologist talking about this. But are there uh-huh. any other special are there any other special equipments other than well, you don't nope. really need the shoes, but are, other nope. than the the mat the shoes are there any other things that a person would have to do or or purchase or Mm -hmm. obtain to have effective grounding earthing
0: on our website under harmony783.com there's a section called science and we link to the 23 scientific studies and um um, so they are protocol. This is not again. And there's a lot of charlatan products out there on the market, you know, especially if things are alternative. And um, but but this is ancient. I, I co-wrote a book with a medical doc friend of mine, who's also an energy medicine doc. But uh, but uh, she runs the Center for Integrative Medicine at the University of Arizona, Dr. Amory Chieson. And um, in this book, it's called Barefoot Wisdom. And it's really about wisdom. It's not so much even about being barefoot. But if you go back in time, the indigenous cultures were the healthiest people around. Uh, they there was no heart disease. There was no diabetes. Uh, they they you know they died from getting eaten by bears. You know probably, but not from not from what we think of it today as modern you know uh, ailments. But um, but no to answer your question, no one you do not need anything. There's our other products. There are patches. That you can put on to, to like if if you have a little inflammation or whatever that uh, you can again, plug them into a grounding port if you're inside. But you don't need anything. You you need the ground and you need a a body
2: part, and that's about it. You know. <laughs> now, how, how much time per day would you recommend the average person spend connecting 20,
0: with the earth? 20 to 30 minutes will do it, and it's like, that's a great question because it being grounded, it's think about it like a gas tank. So this isn't a let me do it once and I'm grounded. It's, it's sort of a continuum. So, but 20 to 30 minutes a day is all you need. We also conducted our own research on our flip-flops, um and that was done on parched desert ground in Arizona here, and got great results to the point that they were published. But 20 to 30 minutes a day, uh, the, more, you know, the more you're grounded, the better. You can't overdo it. You can't be overgrounded. You know, you Thank need you. no special equipment. You don't need anything that costs any money. And, um, you know, it just contributes to your overall well-being. There are so many stories on and so many testimonials and, again, a great deal of science.
2: Yeah, and I, I love that, you know, 20 to 30 minutes per day. We talked about physical health, but I got a question about mental and emotional conditions. Is grounding effective in helping to stabilize and normalize um, mental and emotional health? Well, you know, there's so
0: much on that topically these days, and I don't know. We're not experts. We don't make any claims about anything. However, these are not... The normal times and there is a lot of stress out there and being grounded again as it contributes to more of a normalization of a returning to like a just a more normal healthy balanced state uh, people clearly have reported there's less stress definitely better sleep less anxiety it really contributes to balancing us out you know it's
2: sort of the way it's sort of the way we came on earth and sort of the way we were meant to be yeah, and so the grounding mat, uh, and, and I called it a sheet earlier, I apologize for that, but the grounding they mat. They did sheets too, they did need sheets, but now they're mats, you
0: can put them under your sheet, you can, you know, um, or sleep right on top of them. Yeah, I, I wouldn't sleep without it, and, uh, um, and um
2: Yeah. So Um, would you say those, uh, would that help with insomnia, do you think? Would there be, is there any research to say that? Because insomnia is a huge, huge um, problem in our society, you know, from stress and a number of other things, which is the precursor to a lot of other health conditions. Now,
0: people have reported absolutely, but even if you don't sleep grounded, if you get grounded during the day, you know, that will also contribute to being grounded at night, even if you don't sleep with the grounding mat or grounding sheets but um but but sure 20 to 30 minutes a day and again if one can sleep grounded um that's great too yeah yeah
2: so how long
0: like i wear our shoes obviously so i'm grounded all day long so um
2: that that stays with you it's not like you you have to sleep grounded Right, but it's an added bonus. Like I said, I've been tossing that idea around in my mind for so long, and and I was excited to have you as a guest on the show today. I said, well, I'm going to finally get my push and pull to um to get that mat. And I, I really am hearing from you that if it saved you from, you know. Um, having some long-term effects after a heart attack, it's definitely a great investment. There is nothing to lose in the grounding. But let's talk about that for just one moment, though. For those people who are just hearing about grounding and are curious about this grounding, earthing process, are there any negative side effects to grounding? Um, I'd say absolutely, unequivocally not it's
0: nature there's nothing i mean if it well i would say if you're going barefoot in central park in new york and you're stepping on some lawn that's been fertilized or you have pigeon or puppy poop or you have other other modern day <laughs> little <laughs> accessories even around there it might be dangerous if you're going barefoot if you're going barefoot like the beach is great to go barefoot and moist thing but but i'd say if the only the only concerns would be if you're going barefoot and tall to grass where you might have Lyme's disease, not such a good idea, or if you're sort of, bare, you know, on ground that isn't very safe. Other than that, absolutely there's no negative benefit of going grounding. It cannot hurt you. You cannot overdo it. You cannot do it too much. Uh, and... Um, yeah, it's, it's 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 pretty awesome. The stories are amazing that are out there of of people. We get them all the time. We know we know many of them that have um, that swear by it. It's it's really changed people's lives, and it is
2: that is free. Yeah, the yeah. earth is free. There is so much, I think we all intuitively know this to be true, is that everything that we need to live whole, complete, with nothing missing, nothing broken, totality, is provided in the earth for us in some form or fashion. The idea is to figure out how to utilize this. So, um, and I, and I love that you mentioned that if you are we're not uh, picking on Central Park, if you are anywhere, <laughs> but I love that example, if you're anywhere and you're grounding, and I think one of, the, one of the benefits to having the grounding shoes is that, you know, if you're out in the public and you're trying to ground in a public park, realize that it could be, you could be on fertilized ground, which could be irritate, irritating to your skin, or there could be other, you know, glass or what have you in that area. That's so it's nice food. to have that.
0: Yeah. With soda
2: can tops, beer can
0: tops, and, again, other accoutrements of urban living these days, which we don't need to go into, but probably
2: you have got great imaginations here. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So it's not a bad idea to uh, have some protective footwear on. Uh, mm-hmm. to sure that- some people don't even like going barefoot. I remember I was talking to somebody once because I,
0: I love getting my Tootsies and you know the, just some fresh grass. We don't have too much of it here in Arizona, uh, but and I said, oh, you know that nice, yummy feeling when you're squishing your feet into the grass. And they looked at me cross-eyed and basically said, I hate it. I so I've stopped saying that. But I, uh, but a lot of us do we putting our feet in squishy, you know, fresh, clean grass, or yeah. the ocean, or the sand, or you know, mm-hmm, that oh, seeing feeling.
2: Right. And I think that's important. That for those of us who, for those people who do not like the feel of the earth or, or walking barefoot, there is a product out there that allows them to connect with the earth, but still have that comfort of having some barrier between their their foot and the and the actual earth. And as you mentioned yeah. earlier, grounding is not just with your feet. You could be uh, kneeling in in the garden bed and doing some gardening mm-hmm. and if, have mm-hmm. your hands in the in the soil, and that is mm-hmm. earthing. And, right, in this 20 to 30 minutes. I love that because um, who wouldn't love to be outside and play for 20 to 30 minutes after a very long, hard day? You can hard hard be day. taking a bubble yeah, Absolutely. And you can even be
0: taking a bubble bath, and if you have uh, just let the water drip into the tub, if you've got water coming through but uh, the, uh, the tub, and, again, if you're getting a pedicure in a modern facility as opposed to a place where they bring pots of water, uh Uh, Water coming through electrical pipes is grounding. That's why, you know, a lot of times people feel refreshed when they take a shower. Um, They're getting grounded. It's coming through pipes. If they're coming through metal pipes, which most of them still are, they're getting grounded. That's why a lot of
2: people feel refreshed when they take showers. Now, Sharon, that and you said that early in the show, and I kind of wanted to go back to that. I find that very interesting because I did not know that. I thought with grounding, you actually had to be connected with soil. So you're saying that just the water dripping when you're taking a bath and it dripping from the from the faucet area from the um, the faucet, that dripping, that repetitive dripping, is because it's coming through the pipes, is making you have a grounding experience. Yeah, let's do. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So we, we there're just so many ways to incorporate don't forget about the pedicures. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, that's all I need is one more excuse to be in a spa. Right? <laughs> it means, it means but, much. but thank you, thank you for giving me that one more excuse. So, I'm hearing so many ways um, that we can incorporate this practice into our lives. The valuable practice of grounding, also known as earthing, which holds with it so many, um, so many health benefits, right? Yeah. And. And I would say, I don't know if we really said this one, but I, one of the things that I remember, I told you I, I got exposed to this when I was pregnant 20 years ago. It was in some mom's magazine I read about that uh, just being able to decompress and being able to lie in grass and in the grass and decompress. Tumbling, totally.
0: Totally. totally, Right? Yeah. And in fact, uh, there's a doctor, her name is Laura Conover. She's uh, really an expert in grounding too, and she would tell the story. Um, actually she's in a book that I co wrote. It's called Barefoot Wisdom, Better Health Through Grounding. And um her daughter had colic. And the only time she would get unfussy was if Laura was outside barefoot holding her. Um her she would just settle all down and become quite, quite, quite just a uh, happy little baby. But um yeah.
2: Because you know, if she's holding the baby
0: you know, that you're obviously, whomever you're holding is, is grounded. It's the same thing, too. If you have a little puppy outside, doggies, doggies, they're grounded. they are paws on their feet. You know, you're hugging your little doggie outside, you're getting grounded. <laughs> if you're yeah. on ground.
2: And we have a caller, I believe, on the line. Uh, so let me just go here and bring our caller on. Hello, you're on the air with our special guest, Sharon Whiteley. Did you have a question or comment?
3: Yeah, more of a um, a question and a comment. This is a fascinating conversation because um, I always like to be barefoot. I mean, if I didn't have to wear shoes, I would never wear shoes. And I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was talking about how he was reading about grounding and how um, the more you're connected to the earth, the healthier going to be. And he was reading about studies of people who were, I guess, like 50s, 60s, 70s, and they constantly practiced being barefoot and was so much more healthier. So my question to you is that, is it a natural inclination for us to want to be barefoot, but because we have to conform to, the, you know, the whole notion of wearing shoes, that we're actually fighting against what we naturally would like to do?
2: And I'm going to say we have just about two minutes, so we're going to take our. Uh, that, our that's quickly. an interesting question.
0: I don't know how to answer that, quite frankly. It would seem to me, I, I don't know that that's necessarily true. We've been so urbanized and everything over the years. I think perhaps where one of where we've grown up, what our homes were like, what our vacations were like, if it's an if it's an interesting just personal pro-collectivity. But I don't know that mm. we were. Uh, you know, I, I know that's where mankind first came on Earth. There, there weren't shoes, reportedly. But, um, but uh, yeah, I think it's about preference and perhaps lifestyles. But with the urbanization of the world over years, uh, you know, I think is, has gotten us away from you in a lot of ways. I think right now there's a desire to get back to it. We've been, you know, pretty much bound many of us. So I think it's, I think it's, yeah, the call of the wild,
2: huh?
3: oh i love that that
2: that actually is one of my favorite books when i was in high school call of the wild so well thank you so much for your for your question and thank you for being an everyday peacemaker we are talking today about grounding and earthing and we've been also talking um today about uh Picking up and being resilient. And and if there is something that you can do, I, I strongly believe this, if there's something that you can do that would aid you in your process of having the best life possible, your best personal journey Possible. You have nothing to lose by losing the shoes, playing in the earth a little bit, and as Sharon says, getting in the bath or going to the spa and getting that pedicure. That applies to both mm-hmm. men and women. Um, getting that pedicure, letting the, letting the water drip a little bit from the faucet when you're in the, in the tub, and experiencing grounding. Let it settle you. Become. Sometimes I think things are happening and we're taking them for granted. This is Everyday Peace. I'm Dr. Dravon James. I'm super excited to share to come on the air weekly and share with you ways for you to connect with you to get closer and that walk in that journey of everyday peace nothing missing nothing broken totality wholeness completeness you in your journey so remember you you owe it to yourself to get back up you owe it to yourself to spend some time in nature check out harmony 783 until next time please know that i absolutely love you <coughs>
1: Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an
2: awakening world.
3: We talk to the
0: animals, and we know you can too, on the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tolleson.